Prepare yourself for Earthling Entertainment with your hosts, Joe and Ryan. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Earthling Entertainment with your hosts, Joe and Ryan. Hey, I'm Joe. What's up? I'm Ryan. It's true. He is Ryan. Like, I've known him for a while, and it would be really, really interesting if he had a secret identity this whole time. You could call me Sam. Oh, no. That, that is my middle name. Huh? Well, there you go. So there you go. You learn something new every day. I, Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how's, uh, how's the spooky season going for you, sir? Oh, Halloween's great. Uh, can't complain. You know, it just it, it's never felt the same as when it did when I was a kid. And I know that obviously is because when you grow up. But it's it's also because I watched, you know, TV when I was a kid, like most kids do. And all TV programming back then, I don't know if it still is, uh, there was commercials. So candy commercials, toy commercials, everything was Halloween oriented. I don't know if that was just, you know, late 90s, early 2000s or... If that's just me, I don't know, streaming. Right. So, but it just, it felt like everything was more Halloween. And also, I am in a neighborhood where uh, there is not a lot of people who celebrate Halloween. They're from a d different religious group, and they just, they don't celebrate it. So, I don't get trick-or-treaters, and it's, uh, ugh. And then, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But, uh, you know, it was great. It's L.A., Everything was crazy. You definitely didn't get trick-or-treaters, but if you went to West Hollywood, they have the, you know, I, I'm just saying the gay community really likes Halloween. It is a crazy parade and festival and all this other stuff. So it got kind of spoiled because for like 10 years in L.A., there was always something to do because if it's not that, there's someone has a trendy party or there's a haunted house or something great. And then Halloween here, like I said, no one celebrates. Well, I had the pleasure of being in uh, in L.A. for Halloween in 2019 when I had the ultimate honor of being your best man. Yeah, that was, yeah, the bachelor party was on Halloween. Yes, and everybody in L.A. is hot. Just, <laughs> like, you think, you know what I mean? Like, like that when you think about, like, oh, it's like the girls wear the slutty whatever costumes. And, and like, the, you know, literally everybody there wear slutty whatever costumes. And they were all gorgeous. And, and it was just, I felt like so ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to say, if I'm a, if I'm a Detroit 8, I'm an LA 4. Oh, bro. Hard, but, hard. But, uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, you know, you don't have a great perspective, though. Because we were hanging out on Hollywood Boulevard bar hopping. So that is where all the hot people were. So, you know. it, it was a good-ass time, I have to say. That was, that was really cool. And like I said, that was 2019. So that's before shit hit the fan. So I really got to enjoy kind of L.A. Hollywood before all the madness. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it literally was, uh, you know, right yeah, before right before yeah. everything hit. Because I think March of 2020 was when the quarantine really started, right? Yep, yep. That was when shit hit the fan. Ooh, yeah, we got married in, uh, in November, me and my wife, and we just kept saying that, okay, two things. One, we dodged a bullet with having the celebration because we didn't have to, obviously, you know, do it over Zoom. And uh, also, it was nice because... Well, you know, our first marriage was during quarantine. So if we weren't going to work, <laughs> that was the that test. was the test. Oh, exactly. my God. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Y'all were really put to the test. But I mean, uh, good on you guys. Fucking uh, y'all adorable. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But Halloween in Detroit's OK. You just have to get out of uh, perhaps the Dearborn area like Eloise, the, the old and St. Asylum. Yep. They opened up a, a haunted house and we, we went last year, I think it may have been the year before, but in any case, how was it? 
Um, the actual haunted house was great, but they were new to running it. And at the time, uh, you can buy VIP tickets for like $20 more. And the line was much shorter because they didn't advertise and explain really how the VIT tickets worked. That makes sense. So these kids kept getting out and getting back in. So people would go through the line and through the haunted house literally like eight times before we would be able to go once uh... we were out in the cold for like three hours. And it was actually kind of shady because uh, my wife, she wrote a, a review on their website and I think on Facebook and they kept deleting it um, like she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure it gets better. But if you if you do that, I don't know if they've changed it, but I would highly suggest to get the VIP tickets because what we didn't know is we could have got them at any point while we were waiting in that line for three hours. That's that's a good tip. That's another thing. There was no one like walking through being like, hey, guys, you know, if you pay $20 more, you could upgrade your tickets because it was a, it was expensive. Like I would have done that. Yeah. Like, give me the card reader, bro. Yeah. Well, if you <laughs> if you didn't upgrade, if you because we thought we would just have to rebuy them, it was like 60 bucks or something crazy. But we already spent wow. 40. So if we knew that we could just pay that extra 20, you know, we would have totally done it. Yeah, when it comes to yeah, haunted houses in Michigan are are they are good, but yeah, you're right. Like it's like they're so like there's only a few like super popular ones. The only the other one that comes to mind is Erebus. And yeah, that's, that's, yeah, a that's big always one. a good one. And I remember doing a show when I was in my band out that way, and I remember seeing the line to Erebus was around the block. Oh yeah, no, that's a very famous one. I mean, haunted houses aside. I wonder if Halloween is dying down a bit and or if it has been over the years or if it's just my experience. Because like I said, with a kid's perspective of having all the programming oriented towards Halloween and being the age where you actually trick or treated. Because it's like now what I was getting at at the very beginning of this conversation is just now I'm getting through October and I have to really force myself to get into the Halloween spirit. I got to like watch Halloween movies like like really Same. like I got to like make it happen. Yeah. And uh, so my Halloween has been good. I'm just, I, I, I want it. I wish it was more spooky. Uh, in my neighborhood, I've seen a lot more decorations. I'll say that. So well, that's at least, good. So you know that they're, you know, giving out candy when it comes time. I think that like about, say, 10, 12 years ago was when we saw the real pit around here. Like no one trick-or-treated. I remember standing on my buddy's porch like I had nothing better to do. I'm like, hey, I'll just help you hand out candy. We didn't get one trick-or-treater because i mean it, it's always so cold here in michigan it seems right around halloween yeah, and but that's it rains cold. that's that's crap it's always been cold it's always it's the rain we always had to wear jackets over our costumes you get over it or but, you ha or you're yeah. that guy who's like oh it's super fat spider-man because you have a winter coat underneath but i mean i got kids and trying to get them to put on a jacket like over their costume it's a it's a whole thing like oh, they don't they dude. don't want to do it you know what i mean i remember being pissed off i was it. that kid yeah i was like i you're not even going to see my costume why yeah. would i wear a coat that's stupid but like i said it's not so much <laughs> the cold as it is the rain it always seems i mean knock on wood i hope not this year but it always seems around here to have like a freezing rain on halloween day and night and and it just kind of puts a stick in the spokes of trick-or-treating. But uh, like I said, I'm seeing a lot more decorations this year, I will say, on people's lawns and stuff. So Yeah, see, different neighborhoods. Different neighborhoods. I don't, yeah. I don't see any. There's one person on the block. All right, well, hey, I wanted to say to anyone who's new to the show, Earthling Entertainment, uh, what we do here is we kind of capture the spooky stuff. Sometimes we talk about aliens or haunting or cryptozoology, you know, that fun stuff. And then the other half of the show is entertainment. So it's entertainment news, maybe a little movie quiz. And that's what we do. We're Earthling Entertainment, half and half. 
And uh, so, yeah, man. Stuff that we're into, we're going to talk about. that. We love aliens. We love movies. We love shows. We love all that. We love music. We love all that stuff. So, And actually today, uh, if I'm not jumping the gun a little bit, like even today we're going to cover something that a friend of ours uh, commented and uh, suggested we cover. So we're going to do it because we really want to encourage everybody. Yeah, if you're listening, if you like like listening, if you want us to talk about something, shoot us a message on Facebook or comment on one of our things on Facebook and uh, we'll put it in consideration and uh, we got enough stuff. We'll, We'll include it in the episode. That's true. Which uh, brings us to the first segment, which we like to call Spooky Stuff. Spooky Stuff. Spooky Stuff. The Yowie, a.k.a. the Australian Bigfoot. This was suggested by our buddy Jay. Yowie is one of the several names for an Australian folklore entity that is reputed to live in the outback. Good eye. The creature has its roots. <laughs> what a ripper. All right. Sorry. <laughs> to be clear, we grew up with uh, Steve Irwin, and I'm sorry, but that is ingrained in our head, and we cannot help but hear his voice say yep. the classic lines. Yeah, so. we're not Crocodile Dundee Australian Americans. We are Steve Irwin Australian Americans. <laughs> Although, that ain't a knife. This is the knife. I honestly don't think I've ever even seen that movie. Okay, well, Ryan is not a Crocodile Dundee fan. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am a Crocodile D. Uh, crocodile Dundee fan, excuse me. Say that ten times fast. Anyways, Dude. just start the Yowie thing over. All right. One of the several names for the Australian folklore entity that is reputed to live in the outback. The creature has its roots in Aboriginal oral history. Yowies are thought by some to be the Australian Bigfoot. The descriptions of the creature vary. The creature is said to live in the outback and other rural parts of Australia. The most sightings have been recorded in eastern Australian states. In Aboriginal legends, Yowie-type creatures are discussed in great detail, with the creature described as a hairy, ape-like man, anywhere from 2.1 meters, or 6 feet 11 inches tall, to 3.6 meters, or 12 foot tall. The Yowie's feet are much larger than a human's, and its footprints are inconsistent in shape and tone number, making it difficult to track. The Yowie is said to have a large, flat nose, a huge mouth, and bat-like ears. That's intense, but I do want to interject for one second. Is it like a missing toe? Because think about it. If it's a missing toe, you're, you're an animal out in the wild, you, maybe you've lost a toe. I don't know. Just say uh, It's a possibility, or like, yeah, or are these just like, like I said, or, like I said before, are these just alien experiments and they're like we'll try one with 12 toes aha anyways back to the yowie descriptions of the yowie range in both its visual appearance and its demeanor some describe the beast as timid or shy and others say it's violent and aggressive ah so you know both sides i was gonna say toss the dice i guess yeah, damn yeah. <laughs> i mean that's that's <laughs> kind of bullshit right where it's like it's either happy or sad you, you mean it has a range of emotions like everything does? That surely narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some describe it as a harmless ape-like creature. Others say it more looks more like a hairy, wild man. In 1804, the book Modern Geography was published by John Pinkerton. In it, there is a comment regarding a population of Aborigines that shared Sydney Harbor with another tribe. 
They were described as flat nose with wide nostrils, thick eyebrows, and sunken eyes. Their mouths were of prodigious width with thick lips and prominent jaws. The Aborigines regarded them as another people entirely. The Yahoos, or Yowies, meaning hairy people. The I mean that I mean that's pretty definitive, right? Like yeah. let's give some respect to these people who lived back then. They said, no, these were different people. They weren't human. But then you know, we just, you know, talk about it and say, hey, uh, we don't think this is likely scientifically, so we're gonna assume that they they meant this instead of taking their word for it. No, and I always say with these old stories, I mean, like, there's so much time in between now and then it's like who are we to really judge what they saw? Like it could have, they could have died out by now. Yeah, just saying. Uh, the uh, Kuku Yalanji tribe believes in the existence of this creature. They claim to have coexisted with the Yaoi for centuries and have a long and detailed history of attacks from them in their legends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I mean they were attacked. Yep. I mean you're going to you're going to go to the cave wall and be like holy shit this shit went down. <laughs> like <laughs> like well it's just funny because once again it's people are just like you know what that doesn't make sense. So I think they're just talking about a nice story they wrote down once. It's like oh. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't believe that. Yeah, like like I just don't believe that bullshitting like like that much like, you know, fictional storytelling did exist back then. They were more like trying to teach Okay, but it would be screwed up, though, if it was just their version of television shows, and we are completely wrong, and it's just like, hey, everybody, tune in next week for the next cave drawing of the Yowie. I mean, right? Like, that's, yeah, like, like is was it fictional? Like, that's actually, like, right? We like well, I mean, entertainment. That's the argument, right? That's what they say, and I just, I, I think they were real, but I think everything was real. I believe in everything. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in a tribal guy. Like, I'm not going to waste my time making shit up. I'm going to be like, holy crap. Like, I'm going to write it down. Be like, dude, these big-ass creatures came and attacked us. So, you know, watch out. Yeah, plus, painting's hard, man. <laughs> the Yowie is the equivalent to what Native American tribes in Northwest America call Sasquatch. It is described as a cryptic and said to resemble a huge hair-covered, ape-like man with talons for fingers. Compared to the North American Sasquatch, it is believed to have more of a primate look to the face and head and walk upright. Its temperament has also been described as more aggressive and dangerous towards humans. Some believe the Yowie is an ancient species of hominid that has avoided extinction these hominids have been depicted in local cave art as tall, hairy figures besides smaller aboriginal people. Well, I mean, that's what they say about Bigfoot, right? Like, no, you know, the whole thing with Bigfoot is, is he like a missing link between man and ape? So, yeah, I mean, if the Yowie's out there, yeah, totally. It's just another form of humans. I mean, obviously, Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, all that stuff's fantasy book. But I'm just saying that shows... Four different humanoid species, you know, dwarves, hobbits, humans, elves, and they're all basically human, but they all are different shapes and sizes and have different characteristics. Why is it so hard to believe way back when, when our species was evolving, that we wouldn't have branches off our tree that were 
similar to us, but different, kind of like Neanderthals and uh, yep. what is it? Uh, Proto- Gig- Giganopithecus. Yeah, exactly. But so uh, I know there is some research talking about how there's a, f- you know, a few of them species did exist at together at one time. So that's what we're talking about here. So absolutely, Bigfoot. And I've heard, know, yeah, and I've heard that we have found proof of Hobbit people too. Like, like, a, like that's totally true. Like there was a kind of hominid who were smaller and it's tactically like human, three, but... four foot. Yeah, no, yeah. that's, that is fact. Uh, sightings across the years, uh, European contact with the Yowie is said to have begun with the arrival of the first fleet in Sydney Cove, 1788. During the early colonial, co- colonial era, Aborigines often warned British settlers to beware of an ape like creature lurking in the rugged mountains and deep forests of the continent. One particular account, which reached London in a letter in 1820, told of an encounter in 1789 by convicts and a party of marines while on a hunting trip. The men killed a bunch of wallabies and were returning to the settlement when, atop a nearby hill, they saw an animal observing them among the trees, which they later claimed was twice the height of an ordinary man. Okay, and that's like that's not that long ago. I'm sorry. To, uh, this is an ancient legend. This is like, you know, only less than 300 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, southern sighting in Australia was reported on Phillip Island, Victoria in 1849. During this encounter, several people observed a creature said to be between six and seven feet tall, resembling a cross between a baboon and a man. At the time, the creature was said to be sitting on the edge of a lake when it was shot at. Like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no wonder they're so violent and mean. Yes. Go ahead. Arguably, one of the stranger and more controversial sightings comes in the form of a photograph from 1936. It is one of a series of images taken by Rich Jones while working at the an isolated loggers camp in Batlow, located in the snowy mountains of New South Wales, about 450 kilometers southwest of Sydney. The image appears to show a large creature sitting with his hands on his lap behind two men on a wooded log. Further analysis of the photo uh, perpetually shows the, (laughs) I don't know that word, shows the head area resting near its chest looking down i'm looking at the photo right now yeah we're looking at the photo and uh i'm sorry that uh you know what we'll post it on our facebook but the point the point is it's a very it's not a clear photo so i can't i can make out what they're describing but it you can't see any details and i don't know if that's just the photo we have or if that's the actual resolution of this old photo yeah we'll post it and you guys tell us what you think in the comments Uh, Another well-known incident occurred in uh, December of 1979 when a local couple, Leo and Patricia George, ventured into the forest and came across the carcass of a mutilated kangaroo. They later, uh, he's just a boy. They They later claimed that the perpetrator was only 40 feet away and described the creature as 10 feet tall, covered with hair, that stopped to stare back at them before disappearing back into the brush. <laughs> I, I, okay. So, I mean, yeah, that's... That's, that's, I mean, it's creepy, for sure. You found, yeah, I mean, you found the mutilated, so something made it. 
Yeah, I Something mean, messed him up. Maybe it was just an accident. Like they were hanging out, and then Carl just fell out of the tree, and he's like, "No!" And he's sitting there next to the body, and he's like, "Carl, no, he's dead! Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" And then humans come up, and he's like, "I ain't gonna get blamed for this." And he starts to run off, and he has a moment of hesitation where he's like, "But I can't leave Carl. His mom will wonder what's where, what happened." And he looks over. And then he sees the people, and he's like, oh, but I can't go to jail. And he just goes. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear Yowie jail is real tough. Tale as old as time. <laughs> Modern Yowie sightings today. Sightings of the Yowie are said to take place in the south and central coastal regions of New South Wales and Queensland's Gold Coast. Uh, one expert on the topic, Rex Gilroy, claims to have investigated over 3,000 cases and believes the Yowie is related to the North American Bigfoot. Yeah, Big Leap. Uh, that's a, that's a, like a walk Oh, you mean Asia. they look exactly the like, same? Oh, like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, we're going we're gonna to walk to Australia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll figure... We'll, we we'll, can't, you can't reference that movie every show. I'm going to. All right, gonna. continue. <laughs> it's got something in its hands. Kilroy's... Research for various newspaper and magazines in the 1970s introduced the topic to the public. Despite the uh, numerous sightings and eyewitness accounts, some researchers have concluded that evidence for the Yowie is so rare that the mythical being is probably some kind of hoax. In 2006, a book was published with everything there is to know about the subject entitled The Yowie in Search of Australia's Bigfoot by authors Tony Healy and Paul Cropper. Uh, Healy and Cropper admit there is little evidence to support the existence of such a creature. No bones have been found. Tracks are rare. Very little film or photos exist, just like the Sasquatch phenomenon in North America. And then we've got a cool little, uh, we'll have to post this picture too. We've got like a little diagram, little diagram, diagram yeah. of the Yowie, which is pretty cool. We'll post that later. Kind of looks like a saber-tooth monkey. He, he does. I, he remind me a bit, yeah, like, like a saber-tooth, like, Baboon. It's crazy. Uh, Yowie sightings continue. Here are three recent examples. Uh, Seven-foot Yowie was allegedly spotted in 2016 by a bushwalker in the uh, Darling Downs Mountain Ranges near Toowoomba. That Yowie seemed disinterested in the woman and is said to have sat down in the long grass and ignored her, which would give validity to that first photo that he was just kind of sitting there. Yeah, fair enough. Like, like, eh, I just kind of want to sit here, mate. I don't, I'm not going to chase you. Uh, <laughs> Let bygones be bygones. It's a big outback. You sit there, I'll sit here, mate. Uh, it's we'll be it's all, right. all fine. Uh, then, then the Ipswich Yowie. I'm sorry, I love the name Ipswich uh, Yowie. May have made an appearance in a 2017 YouTube video filmed by a man who had only intended to capture footage of a large flock of cockatoos well i mean obviously they couldn't confirm the video because that's why they're like it allegedly shows but i mean that's pretty cool i'd have to see that video i'm gonna try to google it film (laughs) i was gonna say that might be an interesting one to look up later if we find it we'll post that too absolutely uh but yeah uh i'm gonna have to start writing these down we got a lot of post, right yeah if you guys are from the on the facebook page tell us because i don't want to do all this extra work if you don't care Poor Joe has to do pretty much all the work here. I just show up and read. That's not true. You are an <laughs> integral part, Ryan. Uh, all right. Finally, just a couple of weeks ago, a Yowie sighting 
was made uh, 15 to 20 kilometers north of Roma, in which an approximately uh, five-foot-tall auburn-haired creature, I don't describe many things as auburn, that's fancy, was seen <laughs> standing beside a dead kangaroo on the Carnarvon Highway. So they like to kill kangaroos. I mean, it makes sense. It's a, you know, it's a source of food. It's a big kangaroo. Maybe kangaroos are dicks. Maybe yeah. maybe they just go around like messing with the owies and they're they have this blood war. It's like the it's like the the show uh excuse me, the movie franchise Underworld, but instead of vampires and werewolves, we got kangaroos and yowies. I would watch that. I've got a legitimate question. Starring do Kate they Beckinsale. eat Do they eat kangaroo? Is kangaroo a thing? Like, do people like, like yeah? Can- I I know I know people eat kangaroo because I've seen kangaroo jerky. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I mean, it's a marsupial, so I'm such an American that they're like such like a like a crazy alien species to me that like I don't I don't know that much about them and no, where no. they fit in. No, no, there totally is because there was I think it was called Umani Burger or something. I was living in Hollywood yeah. and it was uh, right by my school. And anyways, you go there and they had kangaroo burgers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I learned something new about that today. I might have to try me some marsupial. Uh, <laughs> some of the many versions of Bigfoot Yowie's uh, tales of large, hairy hominids are universal, timeless, and found in the myths and folklores of cultures across the world. Uh, called the Yeti in the Himalayas, or the uh, Chichi in China, the Almas in Mongolia, and the Capri in uh, the Philippines, forest men in Vietnam. The list of countries with stories of hairy uh, man apes uh, inhabiting remote parts of the globe is endless. Australia is just one of the lesser known areas where reported encounters with the legendary Bigfoot like creatures have taken place. Okay. Well, you know, it says right here that the forest man is Vietnam. That doesn't sound Vietnamese. Who named that one? I was going to say, like, yeah, that seems like a the, It lazy. feels like the Vietnamese had the, probably their own name for it, and then, like, an American soldier was like, ah, you know, Forest Man. That, that's what it's it like, is. It's like, yeah, we're not going to try to pronounce that. Yeah, yeah, we're it's, not a, gonna it's do a that. Forest Man. That's, uh, I'm just saying, that's a little suspect, just that particular name. And I think it's cool, <laughs> and, like, it doesn't cover it in the article, but I know that here in America, we've got multiple different kinds of Sasquatch-type things, like, uh, the skunk ape in Florida, which really stinks, but it's said to be, you know. I feel of, like that just might be a Bigfoot that really stinks because it lives be in true. a swamp. That could be true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I'm i sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, not at all. That was pretty much all I had to say. I was just saying that uh, they're, they're and, and that's what I always say about these kind of old stories. It's like they can't all be totally bullshit. I just can't believe that it's all just BS because it's like maybe they've just died out by now. Well, clearly there's still modern day sightings. So endangered for sure but maybe not died out but it's everywhere in the world there's all these different places where we're reporting the same kind of thing it's it's not like okay so you have nessie in loch ness and then you know uh lake champagne you yep. got uh chappy yeah. and they're basically the same thing but that's two examples of something bigfoot yaoi all of those they're everywhere so why are people like like why and we discover new stuff all the time. We, yeah. we have a new spider named after Tom Hardy. We yep. have a new state uh, snake named after, uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford. So I, I'm just saying, listen, this isn't like being super into the paranormal to say that the Yowie and Bigfoot could totally exist. I, I'm honestly, I'm a believer that they 
definitely existed. I don't know if they're still around today, personally. Like I, but I won't close the door on that. Uh, well, but well, yeah. well, what about modern day accounts? Uh, modern day accounts. I hate to say it. Like I don't want to be too skeptical, but at the same time, we all know all the stories. It can be easy to kind of like freak yourself out about it. I assume. Do you think people are just bullshitting? I don't think bullshitting. I believe that they believe it. You know what I mean? I just think that... Okay, but some of these modern-day accounts are straight up like, no, I see him in front of me less than three feet, and he winked at me and said, hey, would you come hang out and, you know, I don't know, something would Bigfoot would do. I, I imagine a sport involving uh, pine cones. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, like, some of these accounts, you can't Ugh. say that it was just part of their imagination because they are uh, very up in front and in your face. I'll, I'll admit I am more skeptical of recent sightings than of old ones. I'll put it that way. You know, to me, that's strange. Because I, I I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's, you know, because we account, like we talked about earlier, for every old story, we just, you know, say, oh, it's legend. Oh, because of that, to me, modern is modern sightings are more proof. Because that's like, oh, no, that wasn't, you know, some crazy old timey Greek name who who saw Bigfoot. That was Carl. Okay, Carl might not be a, bad, a good example because Carl seems kind of hillbilly. This is Jenkins. He's a butler. <laughs> he saw that shit. He's a sophisticated man and would never lie. I know. He was working for this family for years. His father was the butler here. Now, right. now we have to trust Jenkins. I trust Jenkins with my life. I mean, granted, he is a poor, but you know, he's a. Yeah, we had questionable, you know, moments here and there when he was helping me get dressed, but uh, we uh, we look past that. He's a good guy. <laughs> oh, we don't judge him. Oh, Jenkins, always pulling out your wiener. All right. Well, I guess uh, I think that's all. That's all we got on uh, the Yowie. And uh, thank you to Jay for the suggestion. I uh, I think it's that's time. Jason Alanzi. He was one of the founding members of the horrorcore band Mental Ward. He's my boy. My, my you're, my, you're my boy, Blue! Mm. All right, continue. All right, I think it's time to move to our next segment, which is Tales from Halloween History. Tales of Halloween History. Number one, Halloween costumes and colors. The festival of Samhain marked the transition to the new year at the end of the harvest and beginning of the winter. Celtic people believed that during the festival, spirits walked the earth. In order to avoid being terrorized by all the evil spirits walking the earth during Samhain, the Celts donned disguises so that they would not be mistaken for spirits themselves and be left alone. So yeah, that, that was the uh, one of the origins for why we may dress up on Halloween. Pretty cool. I kind of always, I knew that one where it was like, yeah, it's to fool the spirits. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there's some other beliefs where it's to walk among the spirits. But yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the traditional Halloween colors of black and orange also traces back to the Celtic festival of Samhain. For the Celts, black represented the death of summer, while the orange symbolized the autumn harvest season. You know, which makes sense because it was a harvest festival. And, you know, I like that. Pumpkins. I was going to say, I black. always, yeah, I always just assumed it was because of pumpkins. But that's cool. I didn't know that. And well, I technically, like, you're yeah. not wrong because yeah. it is the harvest. Right, right, right. I guess they're all eating a bunch of gourds back then. All right. So, yeah, Halloween costumes and Halloween colors. 
All right. Well done. Number two. Number two. The exchange student who knocked on the wrong door. Twenty-five years ago, the sixteen-year. I don't know why I'm reminded of. Uh, I'm so sorry for people who don't know the reference, but Aqua Teen Hunger Force thousands of years ago. Anyways, twenty-five years ago, sixteen-year-old Japanese exchange student Yoshihiro Hatori. That was pretty good. Thank you. Considering you you had no idea. That was, yep. that was nice. Yoshihiro Hatori dressed up as John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Fever, then headed out to a Halloween party in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Tragically, he was mistakenly dropped off at the wrong house, and the homeowner, panicked by this unexpected visitor, shot and killed Hatori. The homeowner was later acquitted of any wrongdoing. Yeah, that's uh, all, that that always makes you feel like shit, doesn't it? You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that this guy might be a little racist. Well, it's kind of hard not to feel that way, right? Cuz the guy who get the victim is always of a different color and the the perpetrator is always white. And it's like, "Oh, well, I'm sure I don't want to yeah. say it's racist, but this seems kind of racist." Well, I mean, yeah, it's a Japanese exchange student. They say English is insanely hard. I'm guessing there was like a huge, uh, you know, language barrier there. But Jesus, man, you shot the boy. He's 16. Yeah. Plus, he's dressed like John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. Are you afraid there's a disco killer out? It's 25 <laughs> years ago. It's <laughs> like the late 90s. Come on, man. And he was acquitted, dude. Like, that's so effed up. That's so effed up. Tales of Halloween history gets dark sometimes. Hattori's mother, Miko, commented on the 20th anniversary of her son's death. I've been observing American society for the past 20 years. The ongoing situation there has been incomprehensible to the Japanese people. That's fair. I don't want to get into that, but that is fair. Man, that's it, you know, it's messed up. And, and uh, like I said, so this happened 25 years ago. So obviously, the further back you go, the worse people get. You know, and it, it's true. It's a pendulum, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, the thing is, it always goes from super, super liberal and then super, super conservative and then super, super liberal and then super, super conservative. Sometimes it takes 10 years. Sometimes it takes 50 years. And it, it, it goes the same. You know, sometimes there's much larger swings and we're talking about whole governments that are that way. But the bottom line is, yeah, I don't know. You, you apparently got to know where you're going in Baton Rouge. Like, yeah, people, <laughs> people there aren't just going to let John Travolta slide, apparently. If I was John Travolta, I would be very concerned when I go to Louisiana. I wish I could do a John Travolta uh, impersonation because I would I can only joke, do South Park's impersonation. Like, they're, oh my God. That was actually pretty good. John Travolta, oh my God. That was actually pretty good. That was actually pretty good. All right, fair enough. All right, let's move on to the next one. Number three. Candy apples. See, see, we go light, then dark, and then light, and, and then, then spoiler for the next one. And candy. For centuries, people have been coating fruit in syrup as a means of preservation. But during the Roman festival of Pamana, the goddess was often represented by and associated with apples. Her name derives from the Latin word for apple, uh, pamum. And the fruit is at the heart of the harvest celebrations. It is believed that candy apples were invented accidentally in 1908 by William W. Cope, a candy maker in Newark, New Jersey. 
as the story goes, Cove was experimenting with red cinnamon candy to sell at Christmas time. And he dipped apples on sticks into the red glaze and put them in his shop window to showcase his new candy. But instead of selling the candies, he ended up selling the apples to customers who thought that they looked good enough to eat. They became fashionable treats for Halloween starting in the early 1900s, and they remained popular up until the 1970s. So, yeah, candy apples, man. That, that's why it's associated with Halloween. You know, I always, uh, caramel-covered apples with uh, the nuts on it, that's always the ones we had. We didn't really have the hard candy coating. I, I always was, uh, I'm going to be honest, like, I always <laughs> thought they tasted nice, but I think, like, they were too messy to enjoy. Like, you're, like, biting into, so you're trying to bite in an apple, and then you've got this string of caramel, and it's like, eh, like, well, you can't, you, like. You got to know you're going to get messy. It's like eating fried chicken with, like, you know, some sauce covering it. It's... And it's kind of cool that we talked about candy apples because that has a little bit to do with one of our uh, Halloween movie game today. That was a big, that was a big part of one of the movies. That's true. That's true. Uh, actually, it's not true. I have no idea what you're talking. about. Oh, I just watched it last night. So, so anyways, we'll get to that in a minute. We still got one more story, but with candy apples, uh, that's how I always felt about them. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it is an iconic treat, and I feel like that's something that I don't remember the last time I had one. I might get one this year. I got one last year. Uh, it was it was not like the best one. It was one of those supermarket ones that come in the plastic where you get like two or four in them. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was good. I mean, I liked it, but it's not like it was a fresh one from a candy store or something cool like that. I was going to say, what's it? I, I forget what the place is called, but yeah, they do like all like the chocolate-covered strawberries and stuff. I'll bet they make a badass candy apple. You're probably right. I forget what they're called. Well, the apple orchards are big in Michigan, and I know they have great candy apples. Because this is the time to go to the apple orchard. You get your cider, you get your donuts, get some caramel apples. We should go to the apple orchard. I'm actually really down for that before the season's over. We could pull that off. Yeah, last week the families went to the zoo. Next week, maybe apple orchard. No, wait, next week we have Camp Dearborn. No, not Camp Dearborn. What is it called? Oh. Oh, uh, Greenfield Village. Ah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, anyways. it's the festive time of year. Anyways, uh, yeah, so caramel apples. Let's go to number four now. Number four. The man who opened his door for the wrong trick-or-treater. In 1982, 69-year-old Marvin Brandland not Marlon, that part was it, Marlon Brad. Marlon no? Brad, yeah, that, that, not the same. Look, look what they've done to my boy. I can't do it, sorry. Uh, uh, was getting ready for bed after a night of handing out Halloween candy when there was one more knock at his door. Brandlin opened the door to find someone wearing a pillowcase over their head with the holes cut out for the eyes. You know, just like Jason Voorhees. I was about to say. The 13th part two. Part two. Yeah, but he, he only had one hole. Yeah, yeah. And also in the beginning f- part of the uh, Platinum Dooms remake. Yes, yes, yes. The figure said, trick or treat. Give me your money or I'll shoot. He then pulled out a gun and ordered Brandlin into his basement where Brand- Brandlin kept a safe. Brandlin, figuring this was a prank since only family members knew about the safe, grabbed for the gun. The person in the pillowcase fired, hitting Brandlin in the throat, killing him. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Try not to get shot in the throat. Avoid it. The killer fled, leaving the pillowcase at the scene. In 2010, the pillowcase was tested for DNA, 
but there wasn't enough DNA on it to make a match. Well, that's because you waited too long. It happened, what? Yeah. 1982? What the like, you could have got a hair or something, but, like, you know, who knows if it's... I don't know. That just... That sucks. I, I don't know how prevalent DNA uh, was. Well, I mean, I know we all have it, but I meant, like, the DNA evidence aspect of law enforcement. I don't know how big that was in the 80s. I mean, I'm going to have to say that, yeah, they really dropped the ball on that one. Uh, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm no... Yeah, I'm no police officer, but uh, they done goofed. That like, like there should have been a little bit something going. Like that's that sounds like something right out of like the movie Strangers or whatever. Like that's a real Halloween situation. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you should listen to me and Ryan because clearly we are qualified criminologists. Yes, uh, we know exactly what we're talking about at all times about everything. So <laughs> just uh, yeah, just ask my wife. Yes. Anyways, all right, guys. So that's it for Tales of Halloween History. That was a lot of fun. Actually, I really enjoyed that one, Joe. Great job, dude. I love, uh, learned a lot today. Learned a lot about Halloween. I hope you guys did too. Well, like I said, we got one more Halloween episode. So if you want something you want us to talk about, shoot us a message. Well, next week is going to be very Halloween oriented, even more so than this one. And we would love to put in something. If we have a listener who wants us to talk about something, we'd be happy to. Yeah, but do it in a timely fashion, because I gotta be I gotta be honest. You do it the day of, it ain't happening. Anyways, <laughs> so what's coming up right now is our Halloween trivia game. So, uh, like we said last week, th- uh, we are doing a trivia game on Hocus Pocus. And uh, just so you guys know, so you can study for next week if you want, we are doing the trivia game, the final Halloween trivia game, on the film Trick or Treat. Yeah. Now, that is not the one from the 80s starring Ozzy. That is the new one. With All the right. R. With <laughs> yeah. the R and apostrophe. Yeah, the trick R treat. R. R. <laughs> and today, we are doing Hocus Pocus. The Halloween movie trivia game. One and two, right? Nope, just one. Because I, oh, just... I watched two last night. Well, I gotta <laughs> be honest. I didn't have time to watch two, so we only did one. That's fine. But let me say, I also watched one last night as well. Uh, I started off with two. And I have to say, it was so much better than I remember. I know it's not that old, but like I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, meh. Well, I, how would, I mean, it was built up, right? Because we wanted a sequel for years, so it was never going to be as good as we all thought it was. I will agree it wasn't bad, though. I watched it again last night, and I honestly really, really liked it. I forgot, like, I, I liked it way much more the second time around. I'll say that. So if anybody's like, eh, I gave it a watch and it wasn't that great. Watch it again. Honestly, it, I think it'll surprise you. It was pretty good. And Well, look, if you watch it again without the expectations. Exactly. And and I guess since we're not going to quiz on it, I'll just go ahead and say, that's what I meant earlier about the candy apple is like one of the main characters who was like the guy that the witches were coming after. He just wanted a candy apple like the whole movie and he could just never get one. And it was kind of a run on joke. Huh. Interesting. I, I don't remember. I got to rewatch that movie. I will say about the sequel, though. Uh, you know, I, there's the few things that I, I was wondering the guy who made the candle. Cause remember in the first one, we talk about the black flamed candle and it's made from like the fat of a hung man and like all these other things. And I'm just saying that guy's a murderer. The only way he could make that candle for the sequel is if he killed people. <laughs> and it was ugly as shit too. So I'm like, just saying, yeah, no, I, I believe he did it. I believe he, he, he's messed up. No, that's All it. right, anyways, so guys, here we are with the Hocus Pocus uh, quiz show. Ryan, are you ready for, oh, 10 questions. 
pretty, pretty average. Ryan, are you ready? I'm ready, my pretty. <laughs> All right. Ryan, what year was Hocus Pocus released in theaters? A, 1990. B, 1993. C, 1995. Or D, 1989. <laughs> that was definitely uh, B, 93. That is correct. Yes. I only know that because they referenced it constantly in the sequel. They're like, oh, this... Back in the, 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 we saw them in 93. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, Ryan, number two. What was Binks, the cat's first name? Was it A, Ronan, B, John, C, Victor, or D, Zachary? D, Zachary Binks. That is correct. Ah, dude, I, I I love this movie. Like, I watched it last night, and it's hilarious how much I I, I how remember, much you remember. From I it? remembered everything. I could almost quote it. Well, I sometimes wonder if it was a Halloween classic because it was just that time in our lives where we were younger, or if it actually like holds up. And the fact that it has a sequel, I think, like so many years later, I think says that it did hold up. Like as a Halloween tradition, like people still watch it with their kids now. I argue it's the best witch film. Ooh, I don't know, man. The witches from the '80s, not the not the remake with Anne Hathaway, but the one uh, with Chris Rock and Anne Hathaway. It was okay, but the original one in the '80s that where he was turned really him good. into to mice. Yeah, where he turned him into mice. Yeah. You know, it's based on a. Uh, I always mess up his name. The Roll Doll, I believe his name is the author. It's a guy who did uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a children's author. He did James and the Giant Peach. No, and that one is a good one too. But I guess like this one's just more my witch movie. I guess. Just All right, me. fair yeah. enough. Well, we'll jump in. Ryan, number three. What was the name of the high school where the kids burnt the Sanderson sisters? A, Jacob Bailey High School. B, Sleepy Hollow High School. C, Salem South High School. Or D, Nathan, or sorry, Nathaniel Hawthorne High School. I want to say actually it was D. It was not Nathaniel Hawthorne High School. It was, in fact, Jacob Bailey High School. I knew it was a name. I knew it wasn't <laughs> Salem. Well, I mean, they're all names. Well, but yeah, but I know that this takes place in Salem. So, But I knew that the high school wasn't named that. Okay, I will. I'll take the hit. All right, all right. Well, it doesn't matter because you're going to anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to choose whether or not you're correct, Ryan. Like a stoner in the circle, I'll take my hit, man. <laughs> All right, number four, Ryan. Which ingredient is not part of the Sanderson sisters' youth potion? A, dash of pox. B, dead man's toe. C, fraud legs. D, piece of your own tongue. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say frog legs wasn't in it. That is correct. Yes. Yes, you did. It. I was between that one and the first one. Well, the thing is, frog legs. Uh, it you know, it's dash of pox, dead man's toe, piece of your own tongue. It shouldn't be frog legs. It should be leg of a frog. Right. Right. right yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like I said, the, the dash of pox. I missed that. So I was literally tossing between those two. I just was like, I would have remembered frog. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, you know what? I think we're just gonna jump into number five. 
What does Max promise Danny he'll dress up as next year if she agrees to visit the Sanderson sisters' house on Halloween? A. A witch. B. Hawk Hogan. C. Peter Pan. Or D. A fairy prince. It is Peter Pan, and he needs to wear the tights. And he needs to wear the tights. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, thank you. See, people, it's the important details that show whether or not you're an actual fan of a particular film. You know, if you're an earthling entertainment kind of guy or girl. Anyways, number six, Ryan. Why can't the Sanderson sisters go into the cemetery? Is it A, their past victims will attack them? B, it's holy ground? C, it's hollowed ground? Or D, Binks put a protection spell on the area? I like the spinoff. You almost got me, but C, hollowed ground. That is correct. It is hollowed ground. Yes. All right. The term for the graveyard, hollowed ground. For sure, for sure. Dude, because yeah, the yeah. ground is hollow, I imagine. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Many bodies. Well, you're doing pretty good, man. So Thank a- you. after six questions, you only got one wrong. So that's, you know. This is, this is you're a, doing a great way movie. better than the sequel game, I must say. Well, the, you're giving me multiple choice. I'm a little bit easier. I'm a little better at this. Well, I don't know how to give you multiple choice for the sequel game. So we'll figure that out. Maybe we'll keep adjusting. Eh, either way, I kind of like the sequel game is really challenging, and I enjoy that, honestly, even when I do suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so number seven. Why was Billy Bitcherson cursed? Bitcherson. Bitcherson. Yeah, Bitcherson. Why was Billy Butcherson cursed by Winifred in the 1600s? Is it A, he used to pick on her? B, he accused her of being a witch? C, he wouldn't date her? Or D, he cheated on her? I'm going to say that the official answer is D. He cheated on her. However, it's also kind of C because he really wouldn't date her. He gave her one kiss, and 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 then he and then he had sex with Sarah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a playoff. I ever heard one. That son of a bitch. But the official answer is D, and that is the official correct answer. So way to go, my friend. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that was really covered in the second one. Yeah, they they talked a lot about it. All gave right. her one kiss. <laughs> Oh, good old Doug Jones, man. I love that guy. Could you imagine kissing those buck teeth? Yes, only because in my past I dated a girl with pretty big front, two front teeth, yeah. Oh, well, I never had that experience. Well, good for you. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what I can't imagine? Kissing someone with braces. You know, one, I'm married now, so I never will. Uh, and Well, plus, who has adult braces? And But I, I never experienced that in my, in my youth. Have you? Uh, I, I, I want to say, yeah, but we're talking youth here and, and, uh, I'm old. you didn't log, the, I don't you didn't remember. log the experience. I don't remember. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so Ryan, number eight, which city did Max's family move to Salem from a Los Angeles B Hollywood C New York or D Burbank? The answer is A, Los Angeles, but uh, the bullies called him Hollywood. Hollywood. My name is Ice. Ice. (laughs) And then he points. Well done. All right. High five. Right on time, dude. Okay. (laughs) 
I got to quiz you on a film that you haven't just recently watched. <laughs> well, I mean, you give me the time to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I, I don't want to come. I Should I give you a list of like four films and then only quiz you Ooh, on one? I like that. Yeah. Maybe that, th that would make this harder. All right. We're going to do that. We'll do that next time on this. All right. Number eight. What did Max, Danny, and Allison use to fake sunrise and scare the witches into hiding? Was it A, oil lanterns? B, car headlights? C, a stage spotlight? Or D, several bob fires meticulously placed in various areas using mirrors like the Egyptians? I'm going to have to say it was the car headlights. <laughs> that is correct. It all is right, the car all right, headlights. All right, I was all honestly right. between that and because I wasn't sure if they had lights. I, I thought they might have had stage lights, but it's like, no, they just used the car. Fair enough. Well, we have one final question. Which Sanderson sister rode a vacuum cleaner as a broom? Was it A, Winnie, B, Sarah, C, Allison, or D, Mary? That would be my favorite Sanderson sister, which is Mary. It is Mary. She's, oh, she's definitely right. my favorite. Out of all of them, she's the funniest one. I remember when I was a kid when she watched that commercial with the baby and she was like, wow, I thought that was like the funniest thing ever. But then again, I was six. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> well, hold on, Ryan. Final score, nine out of ten. <laughs> well done. Thank and you. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's our Halloween game for this week. Remember, next week we're doing trick or treat. All right, 10 quiz questions for Trick or Treat. Maybe that one will be a little bit tougher for you because even if you watch it, there are uh, it's kind of an anthology film. There's there's like three different stories with kind of a framing device. So maybe that'll trip you up a bit. I'm going to try to go kind of deep, uh, deep cuts on that one. Uh, who knows how that'll go, but next week, Trick or Treat. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll do my best to, to study up on that. And like we were also tossing up like maybe to do Tales of Halloween that's it. If you like that kind of yes, uh, but we're not. We we were right. doing trick or treat. There's right, no right. need to bring that up. I don't want to confuse them on what they need to study. For. I just wanted to just just suggesting that that if you haven't seen that, that's a great. That's another good Halloween a Halloween film. If you haven't uh, added that to your collection, that's a good one. Fair enough. That is a good one. I do like it a lot. I believe it's streaming on uh, Prime Video right now. Prime Video. All right, guys. So our final segment for the show is we're going to be doing headlines now. Earthling Entertainment Headlines Pop star Demi Lovato Films UFO uh, Claims to have Contact with aliens This comes to us from Coast to Coast AM In a surprising social media Post past weekend Pop star Demi Lovato shared a video Of an anomalous object Which she believes to be A UFO and claimed that she can contact aliens. According to the musician, the remarkable footage was captured during a recent expedition to Joshua Tree alongside a small group of loved ones, as well as longtime Coast to Coast AM guest and disclosure advocate, Dr. Stephen Greer. I like him. Uh, Lovato's video, which can be seen below, uh, we'll, we'll try to post that later. Yeah, uh, obviously it cannot yep. be seen below. <laughs> right. Uh, shows a... Curious... Normally I cut that out. Gotcha. Shows... No, no big deal. 
shows a curious looking glowing light that can be seen silently moving across the sky as Greer marvels. This is the real thing in 3D. As part of a lengthy caption accompanying the footage, the pop star reveals that over the past couple of months, I have dug deep into the science of consciousness and experienced not only peace and serenity like I've never known, but I also have witnessed the most incredibly profound sightings both in the sky as well as feet away from me. Lovato goes on to caution that this planet is on a very negative path towards destruction, but we can change that together. Offering a solution to this issue, she argues that if we were to get 1% of the population to meditate and make contact, we would force our governments to acknowledge the truth about extraterrestrial life among us and change our destructive habits destroying our planet. With regards to her video, Lovato contends that this is just some of the evidence that under the stars in the desert sky that can be no longer ignored and must be shared immediately. Lovato wraps up her interstellar call to arms by telling her followers to download Greer's CE5 app, which he claims allows for peaceful contact with aliens promising them that it will teach you the protocols to connect to life forms beyond our planet. Conceding that they may not find success on the first try, she urges them to keep trying because it took me several sessions to tap into a deep enough level of meditation to make contact. I have, I have heard about this. Okay, so it's a handful because Demi Lovato is a handful. All right, she was a childhood star. She was in Barney way back in the day. Like I didn't straight know up that. Barney. Yeah. Also, uh, this is on record. I'm not talking shit about the girl. She had a lot of substance issues, and her brain is actually been altered. I don't want to say brain damage, but she she's literally like on record, you can Google this. She's kind of fucking fucked herself up a bit. And uh That's a shame. Yeah, but I really like the fact that she's super into aliens, but it's just like the problem is because of her past, it's everything she says is a caveat of, or maybe she's just crazy. Like, that's what I'm saying. The, I like the uh, the guy from Blink-182. What is it? Uh, Tom DeLong? Yeah. Because he has no reason to for you not to believe him when he's like, no, aliens are out there. You know, he's a weird musician, but, you know, her thing was like, hey, I had a bit of a partier past. And they're like, yeah, I bet you see aliens. And Stephen but, Greer is but, a different yeah, one. You're right, though, but he 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 puts credibility to it, right? Because he's legit. Well, well, and he's is different. He he's different because, like, that's been his thing. I always thought that I, I get him mixed up with other ufologists, but uh, he is, yeah, he really promotes this meditation process to contact aliens. And I've seen videos of him with big groups where they all basically sit and meditate. And uh, he's apparently, according to, you know, many people that have gone, been quite successful. And like they said, it doesn't happen every time. But uh, they're saying that, yeah, there's a way to meditate and to project your consciousness out and that these extraterrestrials contact aliens and they can actually contact you back. And as long as you do it in a peaceful manner, they will show them they will materialize. They'll show themselves. I mean, hey, look, in believing that anything is possible, and honestly, I do believe our brains are capable of crazy stuff, maybe, totally maybe. I just, uh, I, I haven't particularly heard of this guy, but 
it's the Demi Lovato thing that's tough for me. But honestly, it would be great. It'd be great if, they, if we got 1% of the world to meditate, even if it doesn't cause any governments to say, yeah, aliens are real. You know what it will do? It'll calm people down. Uh, some There's people, nothing wrong with meditating. Nothing you know? wrong with sitting and taking a look at your your life and uh, what. Take yeah, some your deep breaths yeah. and relax. You know, come on. There's nothing wrong with that at all. This podcast does that for me a little bit. I swear it does. Fair enough. It gives me I, a little. This is my meditation. It's a little cathartic to talk about things. It is, and uh, but like I said, I've heard about the Stephen Greer guy. He's a whole rabbit hole to go down. Uh, it's an interesting development in ufology. So with this you, guy. you don't want to go down on Stephen Greer. Oh, I, I'll go down on Stephen Greer. We 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 could. I, I'm down to to jump on down uh, into just, his just pants. Just stop. Just stop. You could not make that joke work. I was I give, trying. I give you so much credit for like trying to run with that, but I did my best. I I, I, I trapped you in a corner. <laughs> yes, you trapped me between a rock and a hard place. Were you trapped in the closet? A hard place for sure. <laughs> All right, let's just do the next headline. <laughs> All right, this one. Uh, I've got oh, two. I've got mixed feelings on this one. Oh boy, because I love this series. Fallout TV series sets official release date. This comes to us from Nerdist News. Yet another fan favorite video game series is making the transition to television. Fallout is heading to Prime Video with Westworld's Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy executive producing the show. Their pitch for the Fallout TV series, based on the successful post-apocalyptic franchise, received a straight-to-series order from the streaming service, and now its cast is coming together. Uh, Ella Purnell, who recently starred in Yellow Jackets, will lead the series and act alongside, among other actors, Walton Goggins. I love that guy. He's he's the one who's like, I'm Mayhem in those commercials, those insurance commercials. Oh, mayhem like happens, him. yeah. And uh, Kyle uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin? McLaughlin? Yeah, that. Yeah, McLaughlin. That's that. Yeah. Uh, most recently, Prime Video released a first look at the Fallout series, as well as a release window for when we can expect the show to air. Uh, Prime Video treated us to release day announcement alongside the launch of its Fallout social media accounts. Fallout will release on April 12th, 2024. And I know you have mixed feelings, but I'm very excited. All the set photos I've seen look really, really good. Now, it's it's possible the writing is terrible and the show sucks, but it looks like Fallout from everything I've seen. It's just with Fallout 3 and New Vegas, we already saw kind of a come down from that humor that kind of atmosphere that you experienced in the first two games to me like fallout 4 was great but it just uh storyline wise it just wasn't as immersive and it worries me because that's the progression we're seeing right so now they're gonna do so it's like are they gonna come back are they gonna you know do more like how they were doing or are they going to continue in this direction? I'm sure it'll have dark humor, but I, I guarantee it's not going to be like a tongue-in-cheek show. It's going to be a drama for sure. Like they're going to they're going to walking they're going to make a Walking Dead essentially. Well, and that's what bothers me is that Fallout is so tongue-in-cheek. There's so many like yeah, along with it being effed up and like yeah, it's a crazy thing. You post-apocalyptic era. It's really heavy. It's it's funny. It's but it's also 
fucked up. Like, there's well, what's a lot great of- about the game is when you travel around the wasteland and you see all the skeletons in like weird positions. Like, I know they they uh, I know you're not a fan of four, but they did Titanic with the two skeletons, uh, one on the door and one like sinking or half hanging on. They did a lot of fun stuff with that. In, in uh, New Vegas, if you turn on the wacky wasteland perk or whatever in the beginning, uh, you see a bunch of funny things. And one of the things they did is you find a refrigerator in the middle of the desert. And if you open it up, there's Indiana Jones and the girl from uh, Crystal Skull. Yeah, that makes sense, man. You should not get into a fridge if a nuclear bomb... Actually, if a nuclear bomb is going off, fuck it. Get in your fridge. doesn't matter. You're going to die. Uh, uh, before we jump back in, I'll go ahead and make my controversial statement. I didn't think Crystal Skull was that bad. I liked Crystal Skull. <laughs> so did I. Okay, now here's the thing. The monkeys were retarded for sure. There was a couple... Re- <laughs> I, I apologize for using that word if it triggers anyone. The monkeys were really stupid, and there was a bunch of things in there that wasn't great. But overall, it was a fun indie adventure. And who doesn't like Mesoamerican? And here's another thing. If... The Indian gods can be real in the Temple of Doom, and then The Last Crusade and Raiders of Lost Ark say Christianity is real. Why not aliens? Why can't aliens be real? And then you got Shia LaBeouf, who I'm a big fan of, and then you've got, uh, they brought back the original girl from the first Indiana for that movie. Yes, they did. Uh, She's also back in the fifth one. Have you seen the fifth one? Not yet. All right, a lot of people haven't, so I don't want to spoil too much. But, you know, they do address everything that happens in the fourth one while also being like, don't worry about that. Move on. So all that stuff you didn't like in the fourth one, guys, the fifth one is a fun ride, and you should definitely watch it. Uh, I am I definitely have been putting it off too long. I really want to watch it. But uh, let me jump back in here. We got a little bit more. Oh, yeah, Fallout. Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, Prime Video's Fallout series will take place in L.A. A uh, recent release date window... Uh, announcement signaled that the Fallout show would take place in Los Angeles slash Hollywood, a location the series has never before gone in the games. Let me also bring up to this. Every game takes place in a certain spot in America. Uh, three was in uh, D.C. Uh, four, New Vegas, obviously, was in Las Vegas. So th- that is cool that they're keeping yeah, up and, with that. Yeah, and then four was basically the Boston area. I, yes. What yes. about one and two? Do you know? I don't know. All right, fair enough. Continue. Uh uh, And now a further release from Prime Video confirms this, noting, set in the future post-apocalyptic Los Angeles and world of Fallout. The series is an original story based on Fallout that will be uh, part of the canon of the game. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for you to read. Uh, Nothing that happens in this show (laughs) will contradict anything that's ever happened in the game. Now the question is, where does the show take place timeline-wise? That's a good question. So, okay, that gives me a little hope. Uh, We'll be curious to see how this version of the apocalypse takes shape in the city of dreams and angels. Our first clue that the Prime Videos Fallout series would take place in the canon world of the games was that it had been assigned an official vault number. The The Fallout series will circle Vault 33. Since the Fallout games haven't visited Vault 33, this allows the show to fit into canon events already set for the world, but still create its own story. Yeah, so now i got to buy some Vault 33 merch. Um, I'm happy I never actually spent any money on 76 stuff. That I'm just I'm not a fan of online MMOs, despite whether that game is good or not, even though people... I didn't Most people it. hate it. I didn't play it. I heard I heard that at first. It was like, like all of those kind of... It's gotten better. Yeah. yeah. They all start out buggy, these MMOs. And, well, the problem yeah. with that game is they had no NPCs. 
Like it was an empty world. It was really odd. Weird. Yeah, I mean, they had bad guys, and then they had robots that you could interact with, like a few of the, you know, the canon robots. But ultimately, that was it, you know, and other players. And All right. Yeah, it was, it was a weird thing. It, I liked, overall, I loved the game. So for those who don't know, it's a big mystery who starts the war, but it, I believe it's with China, and we nuke each other to hell. And the whole world is an apocalypse, and it's about 200 years in the future that the game takes place, and there's different factions of survivors, and then you have people who are being mutated, who are still sentient, and they are called uh, ghouls, I believe. Yep, ghouls. And then you have the ghouls who are just more zombie-like, like they've become the fer- feral, the feral, feral yep. the feral ghouls. It's it's a really fun game and lore. And so, you know there will be super mutants. Yeah, the Super Mutants are great. So I, I believe is I don't know if it's the first game or the second game, but there's this guy who decides that the way that we could all survive the apocalypse is if he mutates us and turns us all into Super Mutants. And that was the origin of the Super Mutant villains, who kind of look like basically orcs. Let's be honest, they're big, they're green. Yeah, they're and they're but they became so funny in like the later games and stuff, and they became very intelligent also in the later games. Yeah, well, I know in number four there is uh, a basically a professor yes. super mutant you know? and they have like a whole yeah they have like a whole colony and it's... you can choose to either uh demonize them or help them out well that's not number four but yeah all right anyways great okay, yeah, show that's right that was new vegas sorry yeah no worries great show i love fallout ryan loves fallout he's a little skeptical on the fence i'm a little bit more hopeful we'll see what happens amazon did put the money in for lord of the rings despite how you feel about that show we could at least say fallout probably looks really pretty uh, fingers crossed. I want it to be good. All right. Let's move on to headline number three. Uh, Phyllis Cotes, the first actress to portray Lois Lane on TV, dies at 96. This comes to us from KTLA.com. Uh, Phyllis Cotes, the actress who first portrayed Lois Lane opposite George Reeves, Superman, in the original of Adventures of Superman television series. This is like the 30s and 40s. This is the black and white one. Right. Uh, she died Wednesday at the age of 96. Her daughter confirmed to The Hollywood Reporter and People. Uh, Cotes uh, starred in the first season of the show, but was replaced by Noelle Neal for the remainder of the series. Uh, Cotes, born Gypsy Ann Evart Stell, that's one hell of a name, yeah, had Gypsy been, Ann Everett-Stell. Had been active in show business for years before landing her role in Adventures of Superman. In 1951, a year before the show's debut, she had even played Lois Lane in the Lippert Pictures film Superman and the Mole Men. <laughs> I think I'd like that one. I, I, I Honestly, I want to watch it. A film which was later broken into two parts to be aired during the TV show's first season. All right, so clearly that was the same writers, producers, and cast then. You know, it seems like they made a made-for-TV movie and then turned it into a a syndicated show. Makes sense. Uh, Cotez's later credits included appearances in This Is Alice, Perry Mason, The Patty Duke Show, and Gunsmoke, among other film and TV roles. In 1994, she also played Ellen Lane, the mother of Lois Lane, in an episode of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. I remember that show. That's one of Dean Kane. Uh, Cotez passed peacefully Wednesday at her home in the motion picture and television country house and hospital in Woodland Hills. Her daughter, Laura, Laura Press, has told us. 
uh, rest in peace. Uh, that was definitely like that's the classic Superman. So she was in the first, the uh, first Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what's kind of cool about that is all I can say is if you watch the new Flash movie, which you know, say what you want about Ezra Miller, the movie itself was pretty good. And at towards the end, spoiler, well, no one saw it, so you can't get mad at me. Uh, towards the end, the universes are kind of collapsing into each other, and they're showing different basically different DC movies and universes that have occurred. And one of them was the old, uh, the old one with her, with the, the George Reeves and everybody back then. That's cool. They give a little flashback. Yeah. It was like, we got to see the black and white universe. It was pretty cool. Also, they did uh death to Superman lives. What happened? They did uh Nicholas cage. Nice. It was pretty good, man. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen the flash movie and you're not just plain sick of superhero movies, because spoiler, if you're sick of superhero movies, you're not going to like it because this is just another superhero movie, but it's good. It's good. It's, it's Superman. It's, it's like the superhero movies. No, no. I'm talking about the flash, dude. Oh, the flash. Oh yeah, see, I missed Flash that one. Movie. Sorry, uh, Flash my bad. Is great. No, I haven't seen that one yet, but I do want to watch it. I don't give a crap about the controversy. I, 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 I want to see it. Well, there's some crazy controversy, but fair enough. All right, guys, let's do our. So what? You throw a chair at an old lady now and then? You know who doesn't? Well, he was grooming children, and he was in a house with a baby who had a bullet in his mouth. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. All right. <laughs> so let's do headline number four. Alaska Airlines pilot is accused of trying to shut off a plane's engines mid-flight. This comes to us from the Hollywood Reporter. All right, so he's not accused of it. No, he did. He did. He did it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> an off-duty pilot. What a jerk! An off-duty pilot who was riding in the cockpit of an Alaska Airlines flight en route from Washington State to San Francisco on Sunday is facing dozens of attempted murder charges after he tried to shut down the plane's engines mid-flight, authorities say. The suspect... <laughs> you know, that old chestnut. Oh, oh, this suspect identified as Alaska Airlines pilot Joseph D. Emerson, 44, attempted to cut off fuel to the engines, but the quick action of the aircraft's captain and first officer kept the engines from failing completely the airline said, adding Emerson was subdued by the flight crew. <laughs> My God. Yeah, it's like, okay, new fear unlocked. If you weren't already afraid of flying, now we got rogue pilots. Yeah, give your pilots some candy before the start. Like, hey, man, here's a chocolate. You know, have a good <laughs> Let's have a good flight, okay? I got another one for when we land. <laughs> so exactly. So give, give let's, let's get us. You want the other half? And I'll give, wait. I'll give you the other Twix, bro. All right. The, the fire suppression system consisted of a T handle for each engine. When pulled, a valve in the wing closes to shut off fuel to the engine. After they are pulled, some residual fuel remains in the line. Alaska Airlines representative said, "The flight was." forced to divert to Portland, Oregon, where the suspect was taken into custody by Port of Portland police, the agency said in a statement. So they didn't get far because they were going from Washington. Yeah, that's so not he far did that like immediately. Maybe he just wanted to go to Portland. Yeah. Uh, Emerson is being held without bail at the Multnomah County Jail and has been charged in Oregon with, holy crap, 83 
felony counts of attempted murder. See, that's going to be really hard after all of this when that's on his dating profile. It's a hard sell. Like, even if you get rid of... I have uh, 83 charges of attempted murder. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. It was all at once. It was all... Alleged. Alleged. Oh, my God. So, 83 counts of reckless endangerment and one count of endangering an aircraft. Even the aircraft was scared. Right, right. The poor bastard. He is expected in court Tuesday afternoon. Online records do not list an attorney for Emerson. Who the fuck's going to take that? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I Dude, know. yeah. I don't no. know if I can win that one, That's guy. career suicide. <laughs> Authorities do not believe the incident was an act of terrorism or ideologically motivated violence. A law enforcement source familiar with the investigation told CNN's Josh Campbell, uh, investigators believe it may have been the result of a mental health episode. You think? <laughs> and authorities are pre- preparing for court officials to order an assessment of the de- defendant's psychological state as part of court proceedings, the source said. The source noted the suspect may face additional federal charges. I wish we had a name for this person and not just the source. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's sketchy. Uh, no injuries were reported on the flight, the FBI said. All passengers were able to fly to San Francisco with a new crew and aircraft, the airline said, uh, noting it is reaching out to each of them individually to discuss their experience and check in, ch- check in on their well-being. That's I w- nice. I would take a train. Yeah, it's so, like, I, was, I, I would not take another flight. I mean, I, I'm not saying ever, but maybe not that weekend. Just that's an awkward phone call. Like, hey, uh, this is Alaska Airlines. How do you feel about the attempted murder? I know that one of our pilots tried to take the plane down. Um, just to, It was just going to kill you a little bit. We were mulling just it around. Bit. We were seeing how, you know, I wanted to see what you guys had to say about it. How are you feeling? <laughs> By the way, we are going to credit you $100. Exactly right. We give you 500 miles on your card. And a $25 Starbucks card <laughs> that can only be used in our airport. Exactly. My God, dude. Like, um, dude. I do, uh, before I forget, that was a, a typo in my show notes. This was not brought to us from The Hollywood Reporter. This news story was brought to us from CNN.com. Okay, yeah, CNN. I was going to say they were mentioned. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like, man, add that to the list of why flying sucks so bad right now. If you're not dealing with crazy passengers, now you've got crazy pilots. I mean, I think at the end of the, uh, end of the world... In, I can't talk. I feel like at the end of the day, excuse me, there are crazy people everywhere. Apparently, and those crazy people are, are all on Los Angeles buses. And they could be your captain. <laughs> <laughs> My God, have mercy on us all. All right. Well, I mean, when it comes to that story, I've, I'm already, you, I know you're more scared of flying than me. Oh, I hate flying. I have to fly for the first time with my son who is uh, about seven months old now. In December, uh, we're going to my sister's house in Oregon, of all places, um, and we're going to you know, have the holidays there. And I, I'm afraid of flying because I don't want to die. So now that I have a kid, I feel like I'm going to be worse because I, oh, it will really, be. I really don't want him to die. <laughs> my, my first flight with my kid, my, back before Salem was born, my first son, I remember thinking that. So here I go on this magical cylinder in the sky with my child. Yeah, there's just a chair bolted to a metal tube and flung into the air by the freaking 
I don't know, the gods, hopefully we're all good. Here we go. I understand the science of lift, and it does not comfort me. Yeah. <laughs> I and it like I it's it is scary, and it's people are just so nuts now. Like you can't even go to a drive-through without people losing their minds anymore. You can't get on the plane without people losing their minds. Now you can't even get on the plane without worrying about your damn pilot losing their minds. We all need. Let, let's go back to that meditation. Let's all meditate and talk to the aliens and say. We, we can, hey, help out. Chill. We need some alien reefer. Let's get these people to chill. Alien reefer. And some alien, let's get these people yeah. to chill out, for real. Like, oh my gosh, everybody. Let's all relax. We're out of it. Let's, let's just, you know. I mean, if not, we could just alter our lives, become gorophobic, and just never leave the house. With today, getting everything being <laughs> able to be delivered. I mean, we could just be those really fat people who live in their chair and, like, have hooked up to a computer. Ooh, it'd be like Ready Player One. We could jump into the Oasis or Wally. We could jump into whatever the hell they called that. Oh, man. Let's just not even move. Well, I mean, that's the future, right? We're all <laughs> oh. just going to be sitting in the uh, I hope everyone else is being sarcastic. Well, we're all going to just sit in the metaverse and get fat, and we'll just make our profile pictures look really hot, and uh, it'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if we're all actually having sex in a you know, 3D animated world where we're all in like VR, then I guess we can just lie about how we look. You know, who yeah. cares? We're both wearing goggles anyways. Yep. Just uh, let me just give me a second while I mount my flashlight here up to the wall here. Okay, let's uh, let's get going. Uh, Behold, I am huge jacked man. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great porn name. I'm just saying. I like it. I All like right, it. guys, that's it for today's episode uh -huh. of, Earth, well, I should say this week's episode of Earthling Entertainment. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. Next week is on Halloween, and it's uh, next Tuesday, and it's our final Ooh. episode, October 31st, our final episode. Halloween episode. We're going to keep doing this for a long time. But uh, our final Halloween episode, and we're going to have a great quiz on Trick or Treat. Yep, so study up on Trick or Treat with me, because I know Joe's going to try to make it hard. I am. I am. All right, guys. So, uh, just to end the show, like I always say, check out our other podcast called Tattered Tales. It is an anthology show like The Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt or Black Mirror. It has some light stories, some dark stories, some scary stories, some sci-fi stories, some fantasy stories. Uh, we think you'll like it. That is anywhere you could find your podcasts. Also, if you happen to be in Dearborn Music and uh, Dearborn, Michigan, and you like comics, go to Green Brain Comics on Michigan Avenue. Also, Dearborn Music is sweet, too. Dearborn Music is, yeah. They, they moved locations. It used to be sweet. All right. So there we go. And have a good one. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say, bud? I just want to say, go ahead. Like I always say, please hit us up. We love hearing from you guys. So hopefully by next week, we can hear from like some of you and let us know what you want us to talk about because it's going to be Halloween. I mean, it's a totally good idea to, like, hit us up on the Facebook because then you can leave us a message, and once you leave us a message, we can respond to the message, and once the... <laughs>